Hello everybody and welcome back. It's that show that you lot seem to love and we have no idea why. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being lovely. We're still going with the quick intros because it makes Jesse's life a lot easier. Jesse, quick, say hello. Hello. There you go. He is here for the intros, but we, we just don't let him say much now. Ladies and gents, this is an awesome show. This is a great interview with a lovely lady called Susan Haywood. Take it away. Newton's Nuggets. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for being here. We've got a really interesting interview today. I've known this lady for, a, I'm just going to say, a couple of years, Susan. I think that's safest to say. You could times on. that by two or three, I think. Get away with yeah, it, more I or think, less. I think, I think we're about five or six years yeah, now. Yeah, something like that. It really is. Um, so we met through networking. Now, I love Susan to bits because she knows that I've got a massive interest in psychology and in my past careers, I dealt with psychology and people. Susan helps people with mental health issues or matters however you prefer to put it is how I want to word this Susan say hello to everybody <laughs> hello everybody good evening awesome. good morning good afternoon well this is it you don't know when people are listening so you just yeah. gonna have to say hello and hope it's all right oh 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 hello nice nice that was much nicer than I said it so Susan could you please tell everyone who you are and why they should listen to me and you chat for about 30 minutes Oh, wow. Well, I think the starting point was, who am I? Okay. You could, if you listen and, and, and you've got keen ears, you probably think, oh, there's a bit of an accent there, but where's it from? That's a game I've played since I was seven. But let's go back to the beginning, shall we? I'm actually, just to cause an upset, a Londoner by birth. Yeah, I can't help where the stalk put me down. So if you're offended by that, <gasps> have a hug. Okay. But my dad, bless him, used to take uh, contracts as a diesel engineer. So at the age of two months, I was living in that beautiful island in the Caribbean that has 365 golden yellow sand beaches. Any idea what that, which one that is, Paul? I'm just imagining beaches right now, Susan. You've got such a <laughs> lovely voice. You've painted a picture of golden beaches. I'm just happily there. I did so. And, uh, well, it's the island of Antigua. We used to live on a, uh, one of the sugar refineries there. And my dad worked in the uh, sugar refining, uh, I think, uh, sugar mill uh, there. I went back to London. And dad built um, the London Route Master double-decker buses that had the platform on the back with the conductor that you could hop on and hop off. Yeah, I, I do um, remember them. They were fun. Yeah, and he used to build the engines for those. And then we got hauled back out. Yeah, Dad took another contract and we went out to Sierra Leone just before the revolution there, thank goodness. Um, so that was kind of, uh, I, I have lovely memories of, of just being out there, you know, the tropics and um, very, very different life to being in London. And then back to London we came. And before too long after that, we got shunted out to uh, what was Rhodesia, is now Zimbabwe. And I did all my formal education out there, uh, even going to university in South Africa. And I have a degree in entomology. Now, Paul, quiz question for you. What is entomology? I'm pretty sure it's about the... <coughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Okay. Mm. It's about insects. So I actually, I did a... I'm a, sorry, really? Insects? Yeah, it's insects. I, my, 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 my university degree is an is a agriculture degree, and I majored in creepy crawlies. So some people say, you, you might get away calling me a bug doctor. 
Amazing. And for those of you who listen and know that Jesse sends me notes, he literally sent me a note saying insects, and then he went, damn, too late. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate it, mate. (laughs) Someone's trying to bail you out. Someone's looking after you. Good job, Jesse. But um, so then I got involved in the chemical industry in Zimbabwe. Um, I got married, uh, rose up the ladder. Uh, I ended up getting divorced. And one thing led to another, and there's a whole other story here uh, that I won't, you know, it takes ages to tell, so I'm not going to gum up all our time on, on telling that story. But I made the decision to return to the UK in 2005 with my two kids, my son and my daughter. Uh, basically, it was to give them uh, hope and a future. Now, shortly after that, well, no, in fact, not that shortly, but in two, where are we? 2014, 2013, 2014, I yeah. kind of wanted to work for myself. I wanted to take back control of my diary. You know, and if I wanted it, if I was working at two o'clock in the morning, I wanted it be because I wanted to work at two o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah, not because somebody expected me to work because they had this deadline or whatever, you know. Um, I was driving 3,000 miles a month, literally every month. Um, oh, it's exhausting. It really is. Yeah, it's exhausting. And I wasn't really enjoying it that much. So, yeah, the decision got to find something to do for myself. Now, I heard about this thing called mental health first aid and it became a bit of a brain worm, you know, boring away in the brain. And eventually I thought, oh, I've got to look this up. What is this thing that I've heard called mental health first aid? And I, it absolutely captured uh, my imagination. And I, and, and I realized I could do that. Now, a lot of people say to me, well, how do you go from sales and marketing? I mean, when I left Zimbabwe, I was the group sales and marketing director of a, a chemical manufacturing company and we employed something like you know, 68, 70 people. Yeah. How do you go from that to anything to do with mental health? Well, the, 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 the detour, shall we say, was that in 1996, my son was assessed as having attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, as in ADHD. Yeah. And it was really interesting because I remember looking at the child psychologist who did his assessment and explained to me what ADAD, the pump ADHD is. Uh, I'd never heard of it before. I didn't have a clue. You no. know, uh, psychology. I had this interest in, I think, human behavior, fascinated by watching what people do and how they behave together and that kind of thing. But actually knowing nothing about you know, when stuff is different. Uh, so she said, well, grab it, you know, get this book. And she, uh, I got the book that she had suggested and I'm reading it and I'm going, oh, yeah, my little boy does a bit. Of, oh yeah. And a bit of that. And well, not so much that, but it, it started to kind of wake in a few things. And then I had a bit of a light bulb moment and I realized, oh, this isn't just my little boy we're talking about here. It's his dad. And a whole bunch of like building blocks here yeah, that Legos went yeah. ding, 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 one up dominoes. Yeah. There is a bit of a spin off. Um, and that, and I actually realized a couple of weeks later that I actually also understood my mother in law because I could see in our family tree that, that the traits, the behaviors, the um, self esteem issues, the insecurity, how it, how it was, was traveling in the family tree. Um, so that led me to setting up the ADHD support group out in Zimbabwe. And at that time, you know, school there is very, very different. There's no teaching assistants in the classrooms. Okay. There's no Senko in the school. Um, you know, there, there might be pastoral care, but as far as they're concerned, children 
um, and you know, kids that had things like ADHD, they they were just naughty children. It was lousy parenting. So therefore, it was my fault. Um, and this huge kind of, yeah, I felt very much, very kind of isolated, rejected, spurned because I had this naughty child. Yeah. Um, but what people didn't realize was all this other stuff going on in the background with um, they, you know, my children's dad and our marriage at that point and blah, 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 all this stuff going on. But yeah. when I sit when I sit the support group up, the GPs out there went, woohoo, there's this new resource called Sue. And they handed up my name, my email address and my phone number basically to any parent with a problem child. Go and talk to Sue. She'll sort you out. Um, really? Yeah, it was it was the most amazing place. I've always read a lot, so I had you know I bought every book I could find on the topic. Yeah. I um, managed to get sponsorship to attend a, a conference in Johannesburg, and got really cheeky. Went to the conference, the people who are running the conference, and said, "Look, I'm from Zimbabwe. We've got no money to do anything with. You know, my my I'm on a shoestring budget to get to this conference." there's this amazing uh, library that you've got here where we could buy books on all this stuff, you know, how to help the kids, how to help the parents, all the different aspects of it. Yeah. So I said, please can, can I, I just, can I do an appeal and see people give me some money so I can take a couple of books back with me. And, and yet they gave, they were dafty enough to trust me with a microphone. <laughs> and yeah, I, I raised enough money to take about, it was about six or eight books back with us to Zimbabwe. So it was, getting the knowledge, doing the reading, working out how to apply it, you know, that the, um, a lot of things with ADHD kids, structure, routine, repetition. In fact, any child will benefit from structure, routine and repetition. Um, I then looked at, uh, how can we support them? Yeah. We looked at the aspects of diet because diet can have a huge impact on uh, hyperactive kids as well. Oh, I didn't but while, know that. Yeah. Um, sugar for starters, but there can be other things that it, it's almost like food intolerances. It causes a bit of a brain itch. Yeah. Um, and sometimes there's some of their behavior may be a directly uh, direct response to that. Huh. And what I learned was that most parents are actually pretty good parents with a few bit of, you know, a few tweaks here and there and a bit of help and support. They can go from being pretty good to being really good. And that's what we were looking for, just pushing the parents to the extra level so that they were in a stronger place. Do you know what I've met? Most of the parents I've met have been loving, kind people who wanted the best for their kids. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong, there's there's some do. who who don't care and there's not much we can do about that and we find other ways. But a lot of those ones who want the best and feel like they're getting absolutely beaten up by whatever system they're in, yeah. That, that's the ones that I want to that's the ones I want to help out as much as I can. Yeah. Um and when you're talking about ADHD, I've I've never been assessed. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the more I read about it and the more points and measures there are, yeah. the more I sit there going, Oh dear. And I do that. And I do that. <laughs> yeah. And but the thing is, Suze, I I I don't know how to describe this eloquently. Mm -hmm. But I actually think we're coming into a world where diversity and understanding differences within people and their brains and the way they function yeah. is going to give us a really magical world. Oh, absolutely. And it's that the whole thing is around accepting 
the differences. It's like they call yes. it ADHD and the D stands for disorder. Well, actually, I don't like disorder. I like difference because people with ADHD are hunters in a farmer's world. That's and a you, really good point. You're right. I don't like the disorder bit. Which yeah, I don't like the disorder. Why should, why should we call it disorder? Who the heck are we to say, oh, we're superior than you? We are normal in inverted commas. Um, yes. and, and you've got a disorder. Piffle. And I now, I currently, at the moment, I get employed by companies because of the traits that make me different. And those traits make you really good at what you do. And I think that the, 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 the thing to celebrate here is to find out what they can do. Don't beat them up for what they can't do. And generally speaking, education systems yep. turn out little zombies in little boxes who will tick all the little boxes at the different stages. Okay. Don't 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 get me on a soapbox about the education system. Yeah, let's not go is... there. You know, I have a teaching ticket too, so I have to be careful. I'm pointing fingers at myself sometimes. Yeah, but I have to be it's... careful because we've just pulled our child out of that. So Oh, that's but, another but... story for another day. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I th the big reason we've done that is because their funnel and their way of doing things did not help my daughter. Yeah. And what helps my daughter is a lot more freedom yeah. and a lot more belief and giving her more control over what she chooses to do. Yeah. Um, and do you know what? But just if they the know what of... the big picture is, they go, well, that's where I've got to get there. How am I going to get there? Yeah. Uh, she now, she yeah. now looks at those things as a challenge that she wants to compete yeah. in and she wants to join in. Yeah. Whereas hey. not long ago, she was why am I going into this lesson? What's the point yeah. of this lesson? Yeah. And she was running rings around. Or why teachers. do I have to put up with this teacher and their attitude when they talk over here or over here or over here and they're not talking to me here? Yeah. Oh, so, so, one, of, one of the big mm, challenges, in, in, and I think this is becoming more and more obvious in, in our world at, at large, is the fact that we are getting more and more, well, the, the diversity, we, we start to acknowledge it. Yeah. But, and people, are, we're starting to appreciate that people just aren't all uniform. There's no such norm, normal, there's no such thing as normal because your normal's not my normal's not Jesse's normal. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I, I realized the other day, you know, there's this thing in management where they say, you know, eat that elephant. Yeah. You know, how are you going to eat the elephant? Well, the answer to that is one mouthful at a time. Oh, well, that sounds so simplistic, but excuse me, have you ever stopped to think about what an elephant actually is? Have you any idea how big and tough an elephant toenail is? Now let's think about it, you know. Yeah. Good yeah. four or five of our fingers there. That's, you know, it's like, it's not bone, it's toenail. That's Matt, it, that elephant tusk. Elephant no. toenail. No, you're right, thanks. Yeah. 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 What, what about its, its rubbery trunk? With all See, the, the millions of little muscles in it and there. What about an elephant tail? Humdinger, do you know how prickly and awful an elephant tail is? Um, how about its ears? This big flappy leathery thing. You got to chew your way through all the leather. Hey, listen, somewhere there's some good elephant steak. No argument. Okay. But you know, when we come to eating that elephant and, and growing up and dealing with the world and overcoming problems and issues and, and mental health stuff and workplace stuff and cyber security things, some of it, it's eaten elephant. But we've got to realize that in, in eating that elephant, it's all these different textures and tones and and um, some of it's rubbery and leathery and, and uh, bony and then all that stuff. But that's part of eating the elephant. Hey, and this that's is okay. It, isn't it? It's, 
do you know what? I, I would argue it even more that why are you asking me to eat it? Because I'm going to turn around to you and go, look, when, when that animal there has died. I don't see the point in eating it. We have other parts that are useful for other things. Why am I, Why are you trying to make it, me look at it the way you want to? When actually you've just described the ears and I'm sure they could be used as, you know, the, the skin for something, maybe making a little boat or something like Sunshades. Yeah, sunshades. <laughs> yeah. Awesome example. Yeah. Fly whisks. And this is this is what I love is I know there are groups of teenagers right now who look at the world differently to me, okay? And if I turn around to them and said, I'm a management guru and I'm going to ask you how you're going to eat that elephant, so many of them would look at me and just go, why? <laughs> why should I? <laughs> well, do you know, that? but there's a challenge to take it one step further. Paul, where do you want to be in five years' time? Do you, do you have a vision of what that might look like? I kind of do. Okay, kind of do. So yeah. let's think back. Let's go to three years' time. Yeah. How about 18 months? 18 months, I've got a plan. Okay. So what one thing are you going to do today that's going to help you achieve something in five years' time? Do an interview with an awesome lady. <laughs> oh, and hopefully he's doing it. <laughs> there you go. See? Yeah. But it's true. It's true. It, I, I can't look five years i have trouble with five years if you're talking about if you start talking about a year to two years yes i can plan i can yeah. see that and i can see the steps i'm taking to get there um weirdly jesse's different to me on that he can see the one and two and he'll plan for five as well yeah. but again um, that, that but that's okay the, the challenge yeah. I, I then ask you is that okay you know where you're going to be in let's say two years time right yeah how will you know when you've got there and then what? Oh, that's nice. Now, for me, it's I will have employed the people that I'm hoping to employ mm -hmm. to be part of my team, to carry on building my team, mm -hmm. to keep having fun and helping the people that need us. Mm -hmm. See, that That's my two years time. Okay. Um, if you ask some of the people that are already a, a subtle part of my team, I think they're expecting that in about six months. Go for it, Jesse. I heard a job interview there or a job <laughs> offer. <laughs> he knows the plans. He knows uh -huh. what's going on. Um, but did, and, so, and actually, Jesse's a great example because he and I work closely together on nuggets and mm -hmm. he pushes me a lot with mental theft. Mm -hmm. um, but he also knows that I work very differently to him. He knows that I've got no problem turning up at a conference that need me to talk for an hour and I've got nothing written down about what I'm going to do. Whereas cool. you, you, some entertainers need every single word they're going to say printed oh, out. And, and, they, and they've got to practice it three times over yeah, and at least once in the, in the actual venue that they're going to deliver it in. Yeah. yeah. And if they can't do a sound check for half an hour, they get jittery. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I turn up and, and the sound guy goes, what do you need? And I go, a microphone that works. Are we good? Yeah. And, and do you want to do sound check? And you know, do you want to turn it up or down a bit or whatever you need? Yeah. Does it sound okay at the back? Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I'm so relaxed with uh, when when the sound guy goes, right, we got this, we're ready for you. Are you happy? And I turn around and go, mate, it's more important that you're happy because yeah. you're the expert in this bit, not me. Yeah. You've got to make it work. I'll do my bit. You do yours. Yeah. yeah. I'll do the talky bit. You make mm -hmm. the sound work and we're good. Uh, and they normally just go, 
But you see okay. now what's happening though is you've got this girl in five years' time, which is the elephant, and you're eating bits of there. And and what you're now doing is you're pulling in guys like Jesse uh, to help you, I don't know, do whatever he likes. And if and if the elephant toenails are the your yucky bit and Jesse loves loves elephant toenails, hey Jesse, there's loads of elephant toenails coming your way. Yeah. And but that that is exactly how to look at it. We um we did a show recently where we went on location and mm-hmm. interviewed people somewhere, and we've never done that before. Awesome. Uh, and that was three of us working as a team, and it worked yeah. brilliantly. Even though we had no real plan, it still yeah. worked brilliantly. And I was proud of everyone around us. Okay, bring so in. So I took back. all this, all all this knowledge and experience from getting the the support group up and running. Yeah. And all these people who were contacting me saying, I'm worried about my child or I'm worried about my partner or my husband or my, uh, you know, my sister, my brother, you know, there's this person that I'm working with. And yeah. during that time, all the, all the mental health issues that we cover on the mental health first aid course were coming up left, right, and center. So I was direct, I was supporting people even before I actually understood what mental health first aid was. So to retrain to deliver the mental health first aid course was basically once I'd realized what it was became a no brainer. And do you know what? I think your message is a massively important one right now. Mm. Okay. We have followers, listeners, friends, colleagues that are trying to do the right things and they're trying to build their businesses and they're trying to stay strong and they're trying to employ people and they're trying to kick this economy back to where it should be. Yeah. But right now, a load of them are worried and they're taking on the stress themselves. Mm. And they're honestly, I've seen people who should not wear suits trying to wear suits to be somebody that they're not. Yeah. And that's what bothers me at the moment. I, I kind of want to wave this flag at all of them saying, you got there because you're you. And you can't lose touch with being you. And that that the the wise part at this point. Um Oh, what am I thinking of? Um, Alcoholics Anonymous. They use the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Now, there is stuff that we can't fight. We can't change. We can't do anything about it. But there is stuff that we can change, and we can do something about it. Yeah. Therefore, what we need to do is is, is if we're not sure about where we fit in and who we should be who we should be at this time find someone to talk it through with find a friend find a mentor uh get hold of uh some you know one of the things that i i do as well as the mental health first aid training is personal development coaching uh people contact me and have a chat on that basis and use me as a sounding board i do business coaching as well so we can have a look at business plans where's your business going to go in in two years time in five years time uh does your business how can we help you get your business aligned with your goals for whatever those goals are a lot of people talk oh you know it's going to be my my business is going to be my pension okay how much money do you need to retire on and they don't even know that figure. They don't have a plan to go, you know. And it, I know some of the answers to this for myself, but some of it I'm working out as I go through and I'm going, we've got this part. So I'm eating my elephant in this regard, you know, being a bit here and a bit there and a bit there. And I'm not so sure about this. I'll leave that on the shelf a bit longer. And you're doing different parts of it, different aspects of it and working forward. Can I be a little bit better today than I was yesterday? 
when I wake up tomorrow, can I work out how to be a little bit better in whatever that means? Can I be a little bit better tomorrow than I am today? And there is a there is a principle behind that. It's called the Kaizen principle, K-A-I-Z-E-N. Um, the book, the original book that I read was by a bloke called Robert Mora. Uh, M-A-U-R-E-R, Robert Mora. And it's basically taking one bite at a time. It's baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. Because if I can do a baby step today and a baby step tomorrow and a baby step the next day and one after that and what they're, all those baby steps add up. And before too long, I'm taking slightly bigger strides because I can see where it's going and what's happening. But if I don't start today with a baby step, I'm never going to get anywhere. So that's why we, I ask people, you know, where do you want to be in five years' time? Where do you yeah. want to be in three years' time? You know, and each time, and then, well, what about 18 months? You know, because 18 months from here is a bit uncomfortable. Okay, well, what are you going to do today that's going to get you to that spot in 18 months' time? And, you know, if you've got a plan and it ends up and it takes you, you know where you want to go and it takes you three years to get there. Actually, I don't care. Yeah. What I care about is that we're making these baby steps in the right direction so that whatever's happening achieves our goals. And and the overlap with mental health stuff here is that with what's happening in our economy, we have a lot of business owners who are struggling on their own because they don't know who to talk to. They're uh, shy about mental health. They're embarrassed about mental ill health. Um, they you know they they possibly grew up in a culture that denied that uh, there is this thing called mental health. And yet, to put that into context, back in 1947. The world, when the World Health Organization came into being, it talked that their definition of health has three aspects to it. It has physical health, social health, and mental health. So hang on a minute. If I take out mental health, how can I be healthy? I actually don't meet the criteria for health based on the World Health Organization's definition. And that was back in 1947. 1947. They they incorporated that into their constitution in 1948 when it was became a constituted body, and it hasn't changed since. So health has three aspects. How do we use the word health, generally speaking, to mean physical health? The impact of the lockdowns and the, and the pandemic was so severe to us because of yeah. what it did to our social health. It that isolation, that withdrawal. There were a small, there's a small percentage of the population. They whoop, whoop, this is brilliant. And it really suited them. You know, because yeah. they, they, you know, maybe the the more introvert, the quiet people, the people who find um, office politics just a complete and utter waste of time or, you know, noisy offices too distracting. Um, you know, they loved lockdown. For them, they thrived. Yeah. What about the rest of people? It's the isolation? So, you've just described the difference between me and my wife. We are so polar opposite on some things, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And I can remember turning around to her in lockdown and going, how are you doing? How's it affecting you? And she went, Paul, the people I love are all being made to stay in the house and I know they're safe and they're, they're protected. And mm. I'm, I'm so happy with this. It's unbelievable. And there was me that I was literally dancing <laughs> Climbing off the up walls. the wall. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. The ping pong ball. You know, this, yeah, this guy yeah. who's been entertaining crowds of people for as long as he yeah. can remember, suddenly I'm not allowed with other people. What? What? It, it drove me nuts. Yeah. Um. <sighs> so what do we do? How can we help more people? 
we need to realize that we all have mental health based on that um, whose definition of health we all have yeah. mental health so we've got to start destigmatizing mental health so when we mean yeah. when we start talking about mental health give an example there'll be um, a man experiencing or a person experiencing poor mental health running down the road with a machete causing mayhem the news yeah. report will say the man running down the street causing mayhem had mental health. Now, I won't, I won't swear. I'll be polite. I don't know who's listening to this podcast. Um, but yeah, really? Go figure. But hang on a minute. We all have mental health. Yeah. So when somebody has poor mental health, that's what we need to call it. We need to say, describe it as poor mental health. When we have good mental health, we need to say that we have good mental health. And if you don't like the phrase mental health, call it um, well-being. Call it, uh, if you're struggling, call it stress. You know, yeah. say to somebody, how's your stress level today? What you're really saying to them is, how's your mental health today? Without using the phrase mental health, because so many people don't like the phrase mental That's health. That's a good point. The amount of people that would back away from the conversation because of that phrase. Yeah. Oh, Whereas no, it's, if I it's... say to them, how's the stress levels? Yeah. They would just turn around and go, it's pretty high at the moment. Yeah. Or if you say to somebody, how are you feeling today? And you yeah. know that, that the standard response tends to be fine. Yeah, it is. Okay. What's fine mean? I've come back at you and I've asked you a second time. What does fine? What's your fine today? Do you know what? I did this a little while ago. You, you know the kind of games I play with people's minds. Mm -hmm. And there was a buddy that I was worried about. And I just said to him, how are you feeling today? And he said, fine, fine, fine. And I looked at him and direct in the eye and said, yeah, but how are you really feeling? Yeah, big time. And that's when it, you it, went, that, that... how do you know? And I'm thinking, uh, I don't yeah, know anything. You don't. But you stop long enough as a buddy and you ask twice. And that yeah. ask twice, um, the uh, railways, national railways here in the UK had a campaign a number of years ago where they trained all the platform staff to ask twice because yeah, there'd be a person standing on the platform and they'd be looking nervously towards the train and they'd be a bit agitated and somebody came up and, 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 and said, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine, thanks. And the person's still looking straight. And they distracted them saying, no, tell me how you really are. Yeah. How are you really doing? Um, I remember many years ago actually doing this with a, with a very precious friend of mine. Uh, she had lost a, 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 um, a toddler um the, the daughter had sadly drowned and it was really, really difficult and about six weeks after the funeral well three weeks after the funeral everyone's gone back to their normal life except the mom yeah at this point because she was still struggling with everything that happened three weeks later she'd started back at work um basically because she need desperately needed the the distraction and and the routine of getting up in the morning getting ready going to work um, and they, her employees were really flexible and gave her, you know, the time that she needed. But yeah. um, I hadn't heard from her for, you know, for a week or a couple of weeks by that point. And I basically uh, said, our friendship was one of those I could just pitch up at the house. I didn't need to make an appointment, you know, so that she could make sure yeah. the house had been vacuumed beforehand. Yeah. And I just pitched up at the house and. You know, it was, hi, yeah, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, doing okay, thanks. And let me put the kettle on. We'll have a cup of tea and we'll go sit in the garden kind of thing and sip tea together. And I looked at her and I said, hey. And she looked up at me. I said, now tell me how you really are. And the tears started to run. Do you know, 
nobody had asked twice for three weeks that the, and the funeral probably, had she come. She would have got so used to putting the face on. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the, 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 the horrible smile and the nod. Yeah. And, and, and grin and bear it because people don't know. But, you know, yeah. we do more harm to people by not asking about yeah. a bereavement. You know, do you want to talk about them? What memories have you got? What do you want to share? Or what are you You're doing? Right. People or... act like they're treading on eggshells. Yeah. And, and that's it's... because we're frightened of uh, of hurting them. But we do yeah. we cause more hurt by not asking. You're right. We're frightened of hurting someone we care about. Yeah. And then that person we care about thinks that we don't care because we're not asking. Okay. Absolutely. And, um, you know, if they turn around and say, hey, I don't want to talk about it. Hey, that's cool. I can live with that. That's absolutely fine. Let, yeah. Let's go and talk about the Care Bears movie that came out a little while ago. You know, yeah. we can or do that. Whatever. Yeah. Right. On that, mm -hmm. um, I think you've you've covered some amazing things today. We've we've gone through so many things in this half hour. Thank you so much. Um, I do need to ask you the question that everyone waits for, which is what's your one nugget of information that you want people to walk away with? Hmm. I think I'm going to combine a guy and two Americans, uh, Zig Ziglar yeah. and Barack Obama. Nice. And Zig says it's your attitude that determines your altitude, not your aptitude. Yeah. So yeah. Get, your, get your attitude run the right way and the sky's the limit. And Barack Obama very simply says, yes, you can. And if you take baby steps, yes, you can. Do you know what? You've picked two of my favourite speakers. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, I just that's goosebump material. Um, seriously, Barack Obama. <laughs> what a what an absolute legend. Mm. Um, Susan, thank you so much, mate. You have no idea how much I appreciate you coming in, sharing your wisdom and your thoughts. Um, and, and if this just helps one person out there, I think we've I, done it. Absolutely, job. absolutely. Yeah. Right. We are now going to go back to the bit where it's me and Jesse, and we're going to talk about Susan behind her back. She doesn't get to hear this bit until the show goes out. So fingers crossed you'll like us. Susan, do you want to say goodbye to everyone? Everybody, thank you ever so much for listening. And I'm fascinated. I'd love to know what the guys have got to say. <laughs> it'll be nice. I promise you it'll be nice. Right. I'd rather everyone... have the truth. Oh, yeah. I know. Just it'll give be me nice. the truth. <laughs> It'll be nice. Seriously, I love what you've been talking about and I Thanks, love Paul. your attitude to people. Welcome back, everyone. There you go. I told you she was lovely, didn't I? Now, our conversation went nuts. Okay. <laughs> we were going to talk about mental well being in the office, but it ended up we talked about everything, Jesse. Yeah. I mean, it was it was one of those interviews, and I know you sit there in the background, and I know you try and keep it, and I know you listen to us, but we went all around the houses. We went around her life journey, how she ended up in one country with a family, moving to the UK, single mum, two kids, trying to build businesses, trying to make things work, worrying about mental health of people, worrying about people's happiness, and, oh my word. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, and, and I know we're trying to keep this all into, you know, the 30-minute interviews now. But, mate, it felt like we'd done a documentary. Yeah, um, and 
I, I really like because she it really is involved with so many different things as well. So yeah, from yeah. the she, cor- she business really and corporate, practicing what she preaches, and I really yeah. like that. From the business and corporate to doing like her her getaways and things like yeah. that, it's yeah, really interesting, really interesting. And, all this. And do you know what me me and you have said before when we love it when people come up with their own nuggets. Okay. Yeah. But we've spoken. Susan has used some other people's nuggets that she's quoted. But throughout the whole show, I think she dropped about 35 <laughs> different useful nuggets. Yeah, she so, did. So, yeah, it was one of those ones where we both went, don't care. <laughs> don't care. This is awesome. Get me on. Um, the women's group that she's got on Facebook, uh, I had a quick sneaky look. Okay. <laughs> And, <laughs> Did you have to put a wig on first? Yeah, I put I put a wig on, and no, don't people but stop making pictures. In re- reality, nobody's going to believe that you in a wig is a is a lady. No, no one would let me through any membership organisation dressed as that. Okay, <clears throat> and I don't blame them. There's there's a certain um, awards company. Well, I get it a lot with my name, where people don't necessarily. But they do zero research on you. They don't do any research. Because it's not like my face is hidden from anything in any no. business that I'm involved with. Um, quite the opposite, unfortunately. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah and so uh, certain um, business um, awards thing for, uh, which is specifically aimed at women, Still to this day, even though I have contacted them to say, don't think necessarily... I'm, I'm not your target market for this. Yeah, you may have issues with your data that you've clearly bought because I've never given you my details. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but... Yeah, <laughs> oh, squirrel. For anybody who's wondering, there is actually a squirrel mug that Paulie's sick and drink from, and <laughs> my ADHD kicked in. Um, anyway, nearly died. I nearly died choking on that. <laughs> uh, uh, remind me to tell you the coffee story later. Anyway, um, so uh, and in fact, I'll tell it on air because it's kind of funny, and uh, we missed out giving a nugget last week on the Paul and Jesse show, so I'll give give, give a little Jesse nugget this week. Um, so yeah, um, it, it's quite funny, really, because I mean there are pictures of me wearing, you know, a dress. Let's be honest. Are you now at the point where you've forgotten what you were going to talk about? No, no, no. We were talking okay. about okay. the uh, getting away with being in a woman's group, weren't we? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, there's a picture of me in a dress. I wasn't fooling anyone, mostly because of the beard and the rest of me. Um. <laughs> I nearly, I nearly let something on then that I'm not going to. No, I'm please don't. Going to <laughs> I think we're about as far as we can get in this yep, conversation. So, there's chat between me and Susan. But yeah, <laughs> Susan was fantastic. And something that made me laugh yeah. was uh, talking about ADHD. Yes. Okay, now I come from a generation where being assessed for that just didn't happen. Yeah. It just didn't, okay? And me and my brother kind of laugh about it a lot. Because if we had been assessed for anything, we think we might have both been in trouble. Because the attitude wasn't as good as it is now. I see Uh, what you mean, yeah. And I think me and my brother could have been labelled lots of various different things. Um, But then, on the flip side, 
a lot of those traits that I now know I've got, I actually use them to my advantage. Yeah. And it, it was an interesting one. It was it was an interesting one because I was I was sat there and just thinking because yeah, like you look back at school and you think oh, all those times that I used to get in trouble. Like I could literally, you could, you could almost take my you know like the school report card things that you'd get for like parents' evening and stuff like that. Yeah, and I could almost go back and look at them all and go. Because of ADHD. <laughs> I've got, um, to my dad, for my most recent birthday, um, I was not, I did not turn 50, okay, but my dad gave me a massive present for the 50th birthday. Yeah. And I'm going to word this as nicely as I can, but this is completely my dad's fault. He said along the lines of, well, if I'm not here when you do turn that, I wanted to give you this, because I found it funny. And basically, he'd found loads of things from my childhood and from my past, and he banded it all up as, this is what I want to make sure you have for your 50th, because this is just amazing. And there was a load of photos in there, and oh my God, when, when wife and daughter saw some of these photos, they were going, you sure that's you? That kid looks cute. Things like that, right? But, mate, he found a load of my school reports. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, Mine were always, Jesse's not a bad kid, but he is kind of disruptive in class. <laughs> and he doesn't really put an awful lot of effort in. He would do so well if he, he would do so much better if he actually applied himself. By the way, he's applied got... Applied himself? Yeah. It appears in my report so many times. I know. And yet I got an A. <laughs> I was just like, hold on, C for effort, A for result. Surely that's good. Surely I've nailed it, right? Yeah. Next time, I'm... just the right amount of effort. Yeah. Next time, I'm going to try and get a D for effort, and still if I can see if I can still get an A for result. <laughs> That's how my mind works. Mate. Anyway, Mate, sorry so to any teachers times. listening. So many times I got if he just applied himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I can remember my dad having exactly that argument with teachers that you just said about. Which was along the lines of, well, if he applies himself more, how much more of a result would he get? Yeah, I always had Oh, no, that. he's got the top mark. What? Why? Yeah. What? <laughs> Why would... So he doesn't need to do any more. Oh, but he should. Yeah. But what actually, I could I could boil down that result to... One, to not for everybody, for but for a lot of teachers. And I actually have sympathy when I say this. Um, this isn't a dig because I can totally understand how they might feel. Right, hold on, hold on. I just want to clarify. Are you just saying you have sympathy for any teacher that had either of us in any class? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. Good luck. But I would, I could, I reckon that I could boil down those report cards to, um, to essentially, they're really distracting, and I wish they'd just pipe down, shut up, and if possible, pay more attention but I certainly stopped distracting everybody else, including myself trying to teach the class. That's, that's the worst one, right? Because some reports you'd get, I wish you'd stop making the class laugh. Yeah. The teachers hardly ever admitted that I made them laugh too. <laughs> <laughs> um, or oh, uh, our maths teacher was... 
One one teacher actually wrote something like, Paul needs to understand that you can't make money in entertainment. <laughs> he still hasn't learned this. <laughs> no, he hasn't. He's still hoping. Anyway. Um, right. Squirrel? Squirrel. I, I want to I wanna say a thank you to a couple of guys that were on the show before. Yeah. Um, no, no, we don't have loads to talk about at the end of the show today. But a couple of guys that have been on the show before, Mr. Matthew Sterling and Mr. Tony Christian, um, two absolutely awesome stuntmen, two great friends, and I went and played poker with them over the weekend. Um, we, we, we have such little chance of all of us meeting up now. <clears throat> it was really good to see the boys. It was really good to have a laugh with them. We wasted far too much. I didn't think we didn't finish playing until half three in the morning, Jesse. Well, you were, because I was working late and you were still going once I'd finished. Yeah, yeah, I th didn't, because I got home. For those of you who uh, have also have ADHD, I was working normal time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're working in our time zone. If you are working in the craft or entertainment or creative industries of any sort, I was working a sensible work hour. Anyway. And why do people get up in the morning? What the? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, gents, everyone that was at the game, it was such a funny night. Um, it was just, it was just needed. It was so needed. Um, and I felt rough as anything the next day because I'm far too old to have that late at night being stupid. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Um, and just for anyone that's, that wonders, yes, I won, and I've already spent their money. Excellent. Well done. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. <laughs> uh, anything from you this week? You did, uh, you did a wedding fair, didn't you? Yeah, I've had quite a busy. I had um, and get, so this this is the this is where the uh, the squirrel coffee mug. Uh, yep. So yep. actually, not related to squirrel or mugs, but certainly coffee. Squirrel. Um, the I started my Sunday morning with a stunning engagement shoot with a lovely couple out in the New Forest. Nice. Really nice couple. And then I drove for about half an hour um, over to do a wedding fair with a fantastic venue. Thank you very much to them for having me. And there were some lovely couples there who I imagine will have an absolutely stunning wedding there. I mean, you are allowed to drop the venue's yes. name. Thanks very much to the master builders at Butler's Hard. That um, does mean they're going to pay a sponsorship now, right? <laughs> sure. Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what not very many people know about yeah. is that two very different environments. So luckily, I was prepared for the two very different environments. So, photo shoot in the New Forest. I had smart jeans on, a t-shirt, and walking boots, and then com comfier shoes driving in. I also was quite early driving there for a Sunday morning. So, I took a flask of coffee with me and some snacks. Um, so, I ate my way through a lemon muffin on my journey from one place to the other. And um, I thought, cool, need to have a bit of coffee. Took a massive gulp. Like, you know, sometimes you just get, you just 
for no reason, rather than just drinking, you fill your mouth up with a, a beverage. Yeah. I did that. And it was at this moment, a little bit of muffin tickled the back of my throat. <laughs> I tried to hold it in, which turned out to be just as bad. And the ensuing coughing, spraying explosion. <clears throat> so, uh, part of the reason I say this is, if anybody's listening that knows how to get coffee out of a car seat and a car roof lining and off a car window and off a car steering wheel and off a dashboard from a car. Yeah. If anybody knows a good way of doing all of that. Just just, 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 just help me out here, Jesse. I know your car. Okay. Yeah. What, what colour was the interior? Uh, mostly sort of a grey-white colour. Yeah, there was, there's a lot it, it, of white in there. Stunningly bright interior for a car, yes. Quite yeah, right, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Is it, is it a bit different now? Uh, well, all I can say is I'm glad there's the roof lining that's got sprayed coffee over it. Otherwise, the brown mark on the seat looks very suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, that's hilarious. <laughs> so here's a... But luckily, I had in the back, I had a change of clothes, which I always do when I go out to things anyway. Yeah. You know, if I go to a wedding, I've always got spare trousers, spare shirts, um, as, as a matter of course in the car. And so my advice to anybody doing anything is wherever you can think of, always have spare of everything, just in case. Mate, do you know, so, so back out gigging again. Um and I always have change of clothes in the boot of the car and my sleeping bag that is just amazing. Mm. Because my view is that I'd prefer to have that in there and never need it. Yeah. Then the one time, if something goes wrong with the car and then you've got no heaters and then you're stuck in a country road... And then well, you know, and the journeys you take, you know, sometimes if you're, you know, snow comes down in the middle of a gig and yeah. you're halfway down a motorway and they decide to close the thing off or whatever... It's it's quite possible that I could be sat there for you know until ridiculous morning time. Yeah. <clears throat> so far, never needed the sleeping bag in that situation. Um, hope I never do, but it happens. It just happens, mate. So um, so yeah. The moral of the story is, don't cough coffee all over your car. Yeah. More. Yeah. Uh, uh, back to when I was in sales and I did a round trip of France. Uh, and I this was 10-15 years ago now I um, I had a brand new and by brand new it had been delivered the week before we had pool cars back then I had a brand new Volkswagen Golf pool not pool (laughs) shared cars and uh, for the company not a poorly car not a poorly car no no, I hadn't been nicked or anything. Um, <laughs> for the record, if anybody legal's listening, Paulie doesn't steal cars. Anymore. Any, unless he's been arsed by the like owner. Preferably the owners. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's going to be one of those edits. Um, where I wish I'd done some. Um, <laughs> get legal to check this one before it goes out, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I basically, I was in... I. That first week and the first two weeks that we had the car, I had it, and in those two weeks, I put about four thousand miles on the clock. Uh, and um, 
the the first couple of thousand miles was in going around the entirety of France. Um, and I was in the Alps, found a little supermarket somewhere, topped up fuel, and then went in and bought a load of snacky bits, you know, typical lunch for me, some salamis and some cheese and some bread at the time and stuff like that. Yeah. And and a big, a couple of big bottles of drink of different types, uh, one of which, which you get very commonly in France, which you only get more commonly now, but never used to, Orangina. Love an Orangina. Yeah. Didn't at the time when I hadn't shaken up the bottle, but I opened it in the car and it exploded. <laughs> Orangina, for those of you who don't know, is basically <coughs> tango, but with orange bits in it. <laughs> uh, and, and I imagine that somebody somewhere has a uh, 10 to 15 year old Volkswagen Golf somewhere and they're still finding little bits of orange. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did, um, I did. We need to stop the show. Yeah, we do. Um, I did similar. I went. I went away for a weekend, and I'd finished this small bottle of fizzy brown drink that's very nice and I like quite a lot. Right. And we had a big bottle of it too. So I thought, well, I'm going to start driving home. So what I'll do is I'll put pour some of the big bottle into my little bottle and close the lid, and I'll yeah. have that in the journey oh, home. God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not really thinking that once you do that pour. Fizziness starts coming out, doesn't it? And yeah. it starts popping and stuff, right? And then you put the lid on. And what that does is it traps it all. So what you've done is made a hand grenade. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm now driving along a motorway, definitely at exactly 70 miles an hour. Of course, yeah. Because, you know... Or whatever will say to do so. Good boy, right? Yeah. I go to open this bottle. I No lie, mate. This thing is near my face. It just explodes. <laughs> All I could do was just hang on to the steering wheel. <laughs> there was a poorly shape behind me. <laughs> everywhere. And the funny thing was, right, this was my favourite bit, that when this happened, and I'm watching Brown and Fizzy Drink go down the windscreen, I turned on the windscreen. <laughs> uh, well, I, re- I reached across for... Um... A box of tissues, and uh, all I'm going to say is I'm glad that heart, most of the thing that I was there for was the uh, even though I got changed, I was there mostly taking photos at this show wedding showcase thing, and uh, it was only when I got home that I found out that I still had coffee stains across my face where I'd wiped it, but luckily I've got quite dark skin, so it wasn't very obvious. But as I washed it, it was very clear. That's amazing. That, yeah, I'm so proud of you, Jesse. This is why we have a sensible business podcast. Sensible business podcast. Which right. is available as a GIF for anybody who likes GIFs. Oh, yeah, go play with the GIFs. I wonder what the numbers are like on that. Bigger than you'd want. Let's so, not talk numbers. So no. Okay, fine. Right. Ladies and gents, we're going to go. Thank you so much. Have an awesome week. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. We will see you next week with... Oh, we've got... I've just remembered it's on next week as well. Yeah. You gonna oh, say it? Awesome you gonna tease it? No, no. All I'm gonna say is she could kick your backside. <laughs> she literally could. She really could. Ladies and gents, we will see you next week on another episode of Newton's Nuggets. Bye bye.
Jesus Nuggets.